Hi, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Chris. And we are first-time parents. We are a mid-20s couple living on the east side of Seattle in Washington State. Our baby was born in the spring of 2020, and we are learning how to become parents while continuing our lives of outdoor adventure and home renovations. So come listen to our journey as we learn how to adapt parenting into our lives. Hello, beautiful people of Emerald City Parenting Podcast. This is Chelsea alone this week. Uh, Just wanted to check in. I've been thinking about doing this for a while, and I finally decided to sit down and make it. Uh, This podcast is going to be all about my kind of physical and fitness recovery or ramp up and then recovery uh, through pregnancy and postpartum. I've been, like I said, I've been considering making this podcast for a while, um, but I almost felt like I wanted to somewhat complete the journey or at least get to a uh, a new standing point where I felt pretty confident again before making it um, so that I could kind of speak on all points before posting something. So uh, if you know me, you definitely know I put a lot of stock in physical activity and movement and um, basically all aspects within that. So when I got pregnant, it was is pretty important to me to be able to stay active as much as possible, but doing it a safe way and a way that was beneficial for me, my body, and Jamie as I was growing him in my belly. Uh, so I put, I definitely talked to some professionals, and this is basically my journey through everything um, through pregnancy and postpartum. I am about 10 months postpartum now. Uh, Jamie's 10 months and a week old. So this is from start to finish. I'm just going to go through my perspective on everything and where I think I'm at now. So I got pregnant in August of 2019. And uh, I think I've talked about before how I felt my fitness vary throughout pregnancy. Uh, I The activities I did pre-pregnancy were primarily CrossFit at the time, um, but I also did a lot of hiking, decent amount of yoga. Um, I would work in other things like kettlebell flow and animal flow, which is basically just very functional baseline movement with just body weight or then with kettlebell added in. And I think that covers most things. You know, we'd throw in some extra weightlifting or extra bodybuilding, but that's kind of within the umbrella of CrossFit these days. Uh, So that's what I was doing, and I basically just kept doing the same things, but would slow down or lower the weight as I needed to, Um, and that seemed to work for me. Obviously, I was somewhat disappointed as I would lose abilities and not be able to move as quickly, but I I knew that my body was focusing on something else, so I had to accept that. Uh, So then somewhere in the middle, maybe 20 or so weeks pregnant, Uh, pregnancy. I went to a pelvic floor physical therapist and that was recommended by my midwives. So I found her in the town that I am currently living in and I went to see her, um, just had one appointment. It was uh, in the middle of COVID when restrictions weren't super tight, but uh, yeah, so uh, you could still go to the office without too many restrictions, but uh, we didn't do any follow-ups after it. So I met the pelvic floor physical therapist, and that is something I think every woman should go to, whether you have or have not been pregnant. It's just really the only time that I've ever had somebody teach me about more detailed anatomy and tell me like, you know, this is your parts are looking okay, or this is normal, or, you know, this shows that you don't have the correct muscle tone to have like healthy anatomy. Um, I just think it's really vital. I mean, especially if you're an athlete, you just want to know if your 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 pelvic floor holds your organs in, basically, and uh, that's really important if you're doing anything high impact. But even just everyday life, I mean, we act like it's normal to like sneeze or cough and pee a little bit, especially as you get older after you have a baby. But that's not healthy. Um, it's not you know the ideal way you could be living with your body. So. It's, I think it's worthwhile for everybody to go to these pelvic floor physical therapists. I mean, men have a pelvic floor too, but you probably need a different one because things are set up a little differently. But anyway, for women, 
I would definitely recommend looking into one and just seeing what they have to say because uh, she gave me some simple exercises to do. And I think most people have heard of Kegels these days, but the just doing a Kegel and like squeezing tight isn't the only way to work your pelvic floor because it's important for you to be able to relax and contract your pelvic floor, not just contract and hold it. And it's important for you to be able to contract it at different levels on like a surficial level, just around the outside, but then also deeper in there's multiple levels of those muscles. Um, so they're also very important. So it was cool because she could evaluate me and it was like really vital during pregnancy to make sure I understood how I was going to push this baby out. Um, but then also she evaluated me on, um, how my pelvic floor would accommodate all that trauma that was going to happen and whether it was too tight or too loose currently and how I could work on that. Um, so basically she told me all these different things to look out for uh, during pregnancy and postpartum that would indicate an issue arising and then exercises tailored specific to me on how I can improve my pelvic floor health. So that was all super interesting to me basically just because I was a pregnant woman, but then also because I love fitness so much. This was a type of fitness that I could do no matter what condition I was in. And it would help me create a healthier body that was stronger from the inside out. So that was really exciting. And I, you know, took to those right away and started practicing what she had informed me of. And then, uh, the next kind of like vital point, um, I think it was towards the end of pregnancy, I was lifting weights, um, including barbells through, I think 37 or 38 weeks. And, um, I just kind of like toned down the weight. I do most exercises at like 55 to 75, I think. And, um, that was really toned down for me because I'd be up over a hundred for most things before, um, maybe more depending on the movement. And then, uh, so I just spent the last week, especially just doing like body weight movements and walking. Um, and it was really just that like yoga and stretching, keeping my hips open, doing a lot of low squats, practicing the pelvic floor things, uh, working on my shoulder flexibility, things that, you know, would not hurt my baby, but would keep my mind healthy and blood flowing and muscle strengthened. Uh, and then that went into delivery. And I feel like physically, um, I was very prepared for delivery because of everything I had done. Um, mentally, I probably could have used some work because it was just very hard to persevere through such a long labor. Um, it was about 36 hours total, but um, physically, I felt like I was ready. I only pushed for about half an hour, and I felt that I like had the strength to do it once I fully understood what my goal was. Um, if you've had a baby you probably know that pushing a baby out isn't the most intuitive thing in the world. It definitely, for me at least, required some coaching. And I understood how to like move my pelvic floor and your uterus is pushing, but there's even more to it of how to get like more pressure to push your baby out. Um, so that was a very interesting experience for sure. So, but yeah, physically I felt like I was ready. Um, Everybody kept telling me that I would feel like I got hit by a truck the next day because it was just so exhausting, but I actually felt okay. Like other than the trauma in between the legs, you know, and healing that physically, but, um, the rest of my body, I just felt like I was sore from like a hard workout. And I think my body was so used to recovering from those hard workout sessions over, you know, the previous few years that it actually, it felt okay. You know, I, I took a lot of supplements. I ate really well and like made sure I gave my body the nutrients to heal. And I felt like I, I did really well with that. And I was really proud that I didn't feel like a truck hit me. I just, you know, felt like I needed some time to recover and, um, I feel like I had more than enough. Um, so included in that, I, I didn't tear very badly. It was like, I think less than first degree tears. So my midwife said that if I promised to sit with my legs together, no like Indian style for the next five days, then she wouldn't give me any stitches. Um, so that saved both of us a lot of like time and aggravation. Um, so I just, you know, 
got cleaned up and went home after birth. And I just sat in bed for five days. I think I, you know, sat outside or something for a little bit of it too. But basically, I just had to, you know, keep my legs together so that everything could heal back together without needing the stitches to hold it. Um, but physically, right after birth, um, you know, everyone says take it easy and don't exercise. But there's not like there's some resources, but they're not common knowledge on research resources on how to ramp up your activity again. So that was something I did a lot of research and looked into like what made sense and thought about what would feel good for my body. And I actually made a really detailed plan from, you know, the day I would have Jamie for the next like six or eight weeks. I made this really detailed plan on like what movements I should do. Um, it included a lot of rehab type exercises where I would focus on like rehabbing the pelvic floor and um, rehabilitating my core muscles to pull them back together. Uh, you probably know if you're listening to this that diastasis recti is really common uh, postpartum because as you have a baby, it pushes your ab muscles apart and there becomes a split down the middle of your ab muscles that you need to rehabilitate and pull back together using core exercises. And that was really important to me because I knew that I would want to be very physical again and use my core pretty intensely in the future. So I wanted to make sure I heal it correctly from the beginning so that I'd be able to ramp up to those later on. So um, during pregnancy, I did have coning in my belly. So I would avoid anything that would do that. It was just like a misshapen, you know, pregnant belly because all the pressure on your abs doesn't let you flex them properly. So basically what I learned is that you should just avoid all those things. Uh, so it included like hanging from a pull-up bar or being in like a normal plank pose or um, any type of sit-up. So I didn't do anything that would cause the coning. Um, so I, I moved on from that, had Jamie, came home, was healing my lower half of my body, but I needed to like do something to get blood flow. So the very first activity I did was the next day, actually, um, I sat on the side of my bed, still with my legs together, and I had Chris bring me a lacrosse ball and a yoga strap, and I did um, pass-throughs with the yoga strap because I, you know, I had started breastfeeding, so my shoulders and chest got really tight from, like, curling over and trying to figure out this new process that we weren't used to yet. Um, so basically, you just hold the yoga strap in both hands, and you can do this with, like, a belt or a towel, and it's something I still do today. I do it as, like, a warm-up all the time, um, and you do pass-throughs where you like hold it in front of you in front of your hips and go in front of your face up over your head and then back behind your back so you hold the strap at a distance that you can pass all the way through um if your arms are too close together you won't be able to get through and if you need to put them really wide you have less shoulder flexibility but if your hands can be a little bit closer together then you have more shoulder flexibility um so it's something i'm consistently working on to try to keep or gain more flexibility in my shoulders because a lot of the exercises I do decrease it. Uh, but so I did that and then the lacrosse ball, I would just roll out my feet, um, just push it on the floor and push a little bit of pressure into your foot. And then you can, uh, you know, just kind of like massage your feet and uh, get some blood flow down there to make them feel a little bit better. So that was, uh, that was what I started with. And then I think after the five days was up, I started walking maybe like two to 400 meters up and down the street, um, like per day. And that was just like a little bit of extra movement, walking around the house, walking up the street. Um, I always like carry Jamie in the wrap to do that. Um, I think Chris would walk the dog for the first week or so, maybe more, um, just to make sure that, you know, she didn't pull me too hard when I was still making sure everything was okay. Um, and then I started doing some different movements, uh, just like in my living room, I would do like core stabilizing movements. So diaphragmatic breathing was when I started with, uh, dead bugs. I did them in the beginning and, uh, beast pose, which is kind of, you're on like your, it's like hands and knees pose, but with your 
near table tabletop with your knees lifted. So I do like lift up the knees, put down the knees. Um, and yeah, so I just rotate through those things, keep doing the shoulder and chest stretches to keep my upper body open as much as possible while breastfeeding. Uh, so I did that for the next week, adding those in slowly as I felt, you know, reasonable. Um, also in that time, I started doing a uh, belly wrap. So my doula showed it to me and then I bought this like pretty one on Etsy. Uh, so it's like a dyed woven fabric. The dyeing is just, you know, to make it pretty. Um, but you wrap it in a certain way around your belly and it's intended to help pull your ab muscles back together after having a baby. Um, it comes somewhere from the East, not sure exactly where, uh, some Asian country. And they started this idea and practice it very regularly. I think women wear their wrap for like 40 days or more after pregnancy. Uh, it's kind of like many people think different things, but anyway, I wanted to give it a shot cause it, you know, it's supposed to help. Um, figured I'd see if it worked for me. So I was wearing the wrap, but that was something that Chris and I definitely had conflict on. So I didn't wear the wrap every day or, you know, we'd have fights because he had to wrap it on me. And it was just stressful because like, it, it's a big learning curve. It's basically like, you know, you're, you're not just wrapping it like saran wrap. You have to like wrap one layer and tie a knot, wrap one layer and tie this. It's like a special knot and it's very like tedious in a process you have to learn. So, I mean, he was good at it and a lot of days he did a great job, but he would think it was like imperfect and we'd have to redo it or I was uncomfortable and we'd have to redo it. And it was just a process. So I did it for a little while, but not, uh, not like the full recommended dose of, uh, wearing that rack. But, uh, I think it, you know, could help in the beginning. It definitely felt, um, helped me feel like held together because, you know, you have this big gap in your abdomen where <clears throat> your baby was and before that your organs were, but now it's just a big gap and it kind of helps like seal that up and put pressure to um, keep your back straight and your core tight. And I think that was helpful in the very beginning stages. <clears throat> so the next, uh, next kind of like part of the journey was moving back into the gym. So I was, you know, doing more yoga type exercises and these rehab things and stretches to keep my body open and shorter walks. Um, but then I wanted to move into the gym and do some things there. So I think it was somewhere between 10 and 14 days. It was my first time back in our garage gym. And I think I just did like resistance band exercises. Uh, we have like all different resistance bands. So, <clears throat> so I set them up and, um, just did pushes and pulls and, um, more like natural movements where it's like very flowy. It wasn't like one sharp movement or any jumps or anything like that. It was just like flowing motions um, to start adding resistance back to my body and help me strengthen up again. So I was doing that um, and just be for short periods of time, like maybe 20 minutes. And then uh, Chris had also got me a paddle board my push present. And I, I knew I love paddle boarding from renting them before. So I was really excited to try mine out on our lake that we live nearby. And <clears throat> so uh, he, he was pretty confident in me and I was relatively confident in myself. So he was like, well, why don't you just try it out? Like, so I wasn't supposed to go swimming because I hadn't stopped bleeding yet from post-birth. But I, you know, I did want to try it out. So, yeah, so he encouraged me and we you know, we set it up and I just did like a short lap of our lake, not the whole thing, uh, just like kind of quick out and back just to like test out the new paddleboard and see how it felt. And I did stay standing and I just was really like careful, went by myself. Um, and that was really fun. It was a cool, uh, cool exercise to add in early on. And then paddleboarding actually became like, uh, it was kind of like a vital part of my healing journey because I was pregnant in the spring and had Jamie May 1st. And then I paddleboarded all summer into the fall. Um, yeah, through most of the fall. And it became this like relaxing, soothing activity I could do. Um, I'd be by myself most of the time when I went. 
um, because Chris would watch Jamie on the shore and uh, I could just build up the amount that I was comfortable paddling. And it's um, it's a good core exercise because you have to balance on the board. And then I, um, I have a wide board specific for more movement. So I started doing um, yoga practices on the board later in the summer. And um, it's like it can be a cardio exercise if you're paddling faster or just relaxing at, you know, the end of a day or end of a hard week. And it was just really nice. And it, you know, looking back, it feels like a major part of that journey for me to, you know, to have paddleboarded and just like include that in my rehab plan. So that so wasn't something I necessarily planned for, but it worked out really well. Uh, so what I did plan for uh, after those initial exercises and then getting back into the gym um, pull-ups were something I really wanted to work on. So I started doing pull-ups again and made sure it was like safe. Uh, the same coning thing with your belly is still relevant postpartum as your uterus is shrinking. So you need to watch out for coning. And, uh, basically I just tried to rehab through that with the diaphragmatic breathing and the dead bug exercises and that sort of thing. And then once I realized it was okay, I did, um, more intense core exercises that were, you know, more like a sit-up or a plank or um, even like full toes-to-bar. Uh, I think I could do that pretty early on. I don't remember exactly when, but I know like hanging from a bar, I can I could still pull my toes up to the bar um, maybe like a month or so after pregnancy. Uh, so I started ramping back into those, and I still took some time to ramp up intensity. If you know CrossFit, you know that it gets very intense very quickly. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, pushing to your max, whether that's weight or speed. Um, and so I didn't want to do that right away. I knew I had to ramp back in because I had not done that for, you know, over six months by that point. I mean, I had really like ramped down and not, you know, pushed up the intensity while I was pregnant. So I didn't want to jump right back into it while I was still healing. So I worked on strengthening exercises and, um, well, walking and hiking. We were hiking by two weeks postpartum. Um, we just started with maybe a mile or two and then added a uh, half mile to a mile uh, per my comfort level over the next month or so and kept moving through that. And then for reference, I know by three months we did like an eight or nine mile hike and that it felt good to me. Like it was hard, but I was fine. Um, but it was definitely too much on Jamie at that point. We, we pushed him to ride along for too long, but it's okay. We had a learning experience and he wasn't hurt or anything. He was just tired of being out riding around like away from home for a long time. So, uh, that was part of the healing exercises, uh, basically just keeping general movement, carrying the baby around. He got heavy really quickly. So Chris and I would switch off when we were out for a while. Um, I was doing like Kegel exercises, but in multiple different ways. So the PT physical therapist um, had told me about doing like what she called elevator. So you like tighten to three different levels, like superficially and then a little bit tighter and a little bit tighter and like hold for a few seconds and then release. Um, and then trying to think of the other ones. I think she encouraged me to do like longer holds and shorter holds. So are you like, pulse and like squeeze, 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 or like squeeze and hold for a few seconds, release. And every time she encouraged to do a full release where you let the muscles completely relax in between um, squeezes so that you are teaching the muscles to work properly. You don't always want them tensed up because then they can't do their job properly if they never get to relax. Um, so that was something I kept in mind. I would, <clears throat> I would practice that while I was doing lifting exercises uh, to make sure that I was developing these natural movements of pelvic floor again, along with being able to press or pull any other larger weights. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, basically that just continued ramping up intensity. Um, one setback I had was this kind of like annoying hip pain. Um, so in my outer left hip on the side. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. 
Uh, so outer left hip on the side, I would get this like tightness and sort of pain. So, uh, so that kind of stopped me from doing the toes to bar and it definitely made me wait longer on running, um, or even like long walks. So I'd have to be really cautious about that. And then certain movements, like the one that exacerbated it the most was if I was in a side plank and dipped my hips down, so left side down and dipped them down to the floor, then I would like really exacerbate it. And so I was trying to figure out what it was. And I kind of thought like, oh, if I just like massage it out and don't do things to aggravate it, like that'll help. Or if I just stretch it more, that'll help. And I got to a point where it kept coming back and I wasn't really, you know, getting the healing that I needed so that I could do everything. So I went to see our friend who's a chiropractor and she diagnosed it as a tight TFL. Um, I couldn't tell you what the acronym stands for at the minute, but it's a really long word that is a section of your hip. Um, there's a muscle there and it was just like staying tightened up. Uh, so she worked it out for me. And then uh, I would do like more like foam rolling and other exercises at home to just stretch it deeper. And then I, um, I also went to another friend we have that's a massage therapist and he helped me work it out too. And basically taught me um, a few things to do to like really like dig in and like release that tight muscle. Um, and that really helped. Um, and then I also found this article online that was about how a tight TFL is actually related to healing from pregnancy. And I kind of had a suspicion that it was because I had never had this type of pain before. And basically it was, the article was by another physical therapy or pelvic floor PT. Um, the article was all about how when you like loosen your core muscles through pregnancy, you're, and then you also have relaxants, you're loosening a lot of other muscles. Uh, when you go back to heal them and use them more, then other muscles or tendons have to pick up the slack. Uh, so basically your core can't do its full job of holding up your body and your hips and everything in the way it needs to. So then it passes off the job to other muscles nearby, but those other muscles are usually smaller and not sufficient to do the job. So they become sore really quickly. And basically you have to teach your core to, uh, to take on its load again because it's been relieved for all these months while it was stretching out and other parts of your body had to take on the work. Uh, so I basically had to reteach my core to stay engaged even when I wasn't actively thinking about it. And that was really interesting to me because I thought like, oh, well, I did my core exercises and, you know, I did bird dogs and I did the diaphragmatic breathing. So like, why wasn't it working? But, you know, I was at a point where I could, you know, go on a short run or do all different exercises and I would still have this hip pain. It was so frustrating. So, um... I like really dedicated myself to fixing it and did my core exercises every day instead of like just when I felt like it or just when I remembered. Cause that's, you know, when you can do more exciting things than hands and knees outstretching your arms and legs and like simple physical therapy type things, it's easy to let those go and just do the more exciting. Like I wanted to work on my push-ups and my pull-ups and, you know, getting heavier weights movement and all that. So I wasn't really focusing on the PT stuff as much, but my body hadn't healed on that deep level. So it was still really important. Uh, so I spent time working on these exercises and did them every day for like a week. And I already started feeling better. And then like into two weeks and I was like, wow, like I haven't felt this hip pain in uh, many days now. Like it's virtually not bothering me at all. So I was uh, keeping up doing them every day and, you know, I don't do them every day now, but I try to do them before a lot of workouts or I try to do mindful movements that include core exercises. Um, so things like holding my plank a few seconds longer when I'm doing yoga or really like consciously tightening my core or um, just doing other exercises that I've heard from different PTs over time. So really focusing on that, I think I did fix my hip problem. And now 10 months later, I do not experience it. Um, so I'm really proud of that, that I 
you know, used my different avenues, but also did some research and figured it out. So I didn't have that problem anymore. Okay. So in addition to the hip problem, one of the other setback points I had, uh, it was kind of in the midst of it because I developed the hip problem early on, but it wasn't super bad. So I didn't pay attention to it for a while. Um, so while it was like only moderately bothering me, um, I was working on improving my barbell movements again. So I had like done a lot of like just bar work. So the standard women's bars, 35 pounds. Um, so I do all different movements, whether it's deadlifts, cleans, back squats, front squats, um, overhead press. Like I would do a lot of that different stuff with just the barbell. And then I'd add a little bit of weight um, and try to just ramp up slowly. But I want to say it was about five, maybe four to five months postpartum, I wanted to like jump back closer to the weights I would have done pre-pregnancy because I thought I was plenty healed by now. Like, you know, I could, I could jog around the block. I could do my push-ups, and I could do um, probably more pull-ups than I've ever done before. Uh, I was like riding in the exercise bikes, like one of those fan bikes. Um, I was lifting dumbbells, like I was doing all these different things. So I thought like, yeah, let's ramp up my barbell movements again. So we were doing like a CrossFit style workout. Actually, no, I think it was a strength training workout where, uh, you were just like lifting the weight and then like switching off and doing another exercise, but it wasn't like four time or anything. And I was doing something called a push press, which is, um, it's like a little bit different than a strict press where you would just push the barbell overhead, but keep straight legs. Um, and it's like all on your shoulders, but a push press, you have a little bit of hip help from your hips. So you, you start with the barbell uh, in front of your chest, holding it in your hands, and then you bend your knees a little bit and push it up overhead, but then land with your legs straight and your heels on the ground. Uh, so that's like, you know, you get a little bit of help from the hips, um, but not a ton as in as you would in other movements. So I was doing push presses for strength. Um, and that's like, you know, basically just to help me push a little bit more weight overhead for fun. So I ramped up to 110 pounds and I thought that was reasonable because I probably would have done it at like 150 pre-pregnancy. So I thought like, yeah, that's still lower than what I would have done before. So I think I was doing like reps of five and then switching off to, I'm not sure what the other exercise was, but something moderately difficult, not, you know, really hard or really easy. And so I I did one set of the push press and it was fine. And then I did the second set and I think on like rep four, my back just like totally locked up and it, you know, was clear later on that my core was not ready for that. So it also relates to the hip thing I was just talking about, but this time it was my back. And, uh, basically I could not stand up straight at all. I like almost instantly started crying. I just landed the barbell like down to my shoulders and got it back on the rack and just like called for Chris. He was like, he was also in the gym with me and was like helping me move. Um, it was like, it's just super ridiculous because I'd never had anything like that before. Basically I threw out my back or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I was like hoping that it was just a quick pain and then it would like go away quickly. Cause that's how like I've had that before and that's okay. Um, but this was like bad. So I couldn't do anything else. I laid on the floor for a while, like hoping the pain would go away and it didn't. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, I couldn't stand up straight. Uh, Chris finished his workout while I was laying there. Cause I told him, you know, just keep going. Like, I'm sure I'll be fine. Uh, let me just lay here for a few minutes. It'll be okay. Um, so he finished his workout and I was not fine at all. Uh, he helped me get up and take a shower. And I, like I said, I couldn't stand up straight. I was like walking around like halfway bent over because my back hurt so bad. I couldn't fully straighten up. Um, after that, like he just got me laid down on the couch and like, um, I guess I think I was like sitting or sitting reclined and, uh, you know, I had to be able to feed Jamie somehow. So 
uh, yeah, he just got me set up with like a heating pad and I was just relaxing there. And I texted, um, another friend that's a massage therapist and she, I said like, oh man, I really messed up my back. Like, I don't know what's going on. And she is like amazing. And just instantly said like, okay, like, I think I can get you in on my schedule at like this time. And it was like an hour or two from then. And I was like, wow, are you serious? Like, this was like a Friday night. I was like, you're amazing. Um, and you know, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to take her up on it because I couldn't really move. And I was, you know, still had to take care of my baby and know what I was going to do or how I was going to feel better. So I went in, uh, or Chris brought me in and I felt like completely ridiculous because I had to like walk in from the parking lot in pain, bent halfway over, like struggling so, so hard. And, uh, so yeah, she brought me in and massaged like my back as well as like the rest of my body, uh, for like two hours to loosen it up enough. And I could stand up after, and it was like amazing. I was still like sore, but I could stand up straight. And that was uh, so, so thankful. And she was like, okay, you need to take it easy for at least a few days. Like you can't be lifting weights or running or getting back in the gym. Like you need to take it easy and just let this heal properly and then, you know, come back better. Uh, so I listened to her and I did, you know, take it easy. I think I just did stretches for a few days or a week after that. And it was like definitely a big turning point because I thought like I was on this perfect road to feel better and get better and it was all great. Um, but, you know, I need to be careful with myself and not, you know, jump into these things so seriously. So, uh, so yeah, I took it easy and that it was before I had fully realized what happened with my hip, uh, cause that was like a much more drawn out event while well, this was like very acute and I focused on, uh, strengthening my core before I would do anything like that again. And actually still even 10 months postpartum, I have not done that exact movement again. Um, but I've done it in other ways or with lighter weight or basically in things that, um, cushion my back more to not have it take all the pressure of the weight I'm pressing overhead. Um, so I do it a little bit differently now to make sure I'm good. Um, since I haven't even gotten to a year yet and that's, you know, it's, it's just part of healing. So yeah, so I went through that. That was a big turning point, hip thing, big turning point. And then in between all these, I was basically just like doing what felt good while, while pushing my limits as much as I felt reasonable. Um, so whether that was like doing Tabata and pushing harder. And then in the midst of that, I also developed, um, like a bike workout because I wanted to improve my cardiovascular health. So my bike workout was, uh, one minute on 20 seconds off times 15. So it took 20 minutes and I tried to do it in the morning. And this was when I was back to work. I started it in October, um, after having Jamie and then, I got to my goal in February, I think, uh, so pretty recently, uh, but it took me four months of practicing this bike workout, and I wanted to get 200 calories on our bike, so it's not about, like, burning 200 calories, but more so the calories are, like, a measure of effort I put in during that time, and I would, like, plan it out in my head and be like, okay, I need this many calories per minute, I need to push this hard, I need to you know, keep my pace, you know, pace it throughout each minute over the 15 rounds. And it was like, it was really difficult for me. And as like simple and random as that workout is, it was, I would like get off the bike, like sweating and huffing and puffing and like laying on the ground. Sometimes it was, it was really difficult, but I think it was a good experience because it was like, um, like moderate intensity cardio where, I couldn't push it at a hundred percent because of the amount of time that I had to work for, but I also like couldn't just take it easy because I wanted to improve my score. So I think I started my very first one. I got like 179 calories and then I made the goal to get to 200. Um, so I got to 200 last month and it was hard, but I did it. And I kind of like gave up on that workout since because I just want to move on from it and do something else. But that process was a big part of my improving my cardiovascular health again because it's it's not something that comes easily to me. It's something I had to really work for. And 
I don't really love it, but I know it's important. And I, I want to be able to, you know, run and hike up hills and do exercises quickly. Um, I knew I wanted to jump rope in the future and that's a cardiovascular endeavor. So I, I worked on that and it was good. It was a good experience uh, to improve that. Okay. Uh, another thing I did was uh, just really working into yoga. I, you know, I would do online yoga classes with my soon-to-be sister-in-law. Um, I would look at YouTube videos. Uh, recently, we got a Playbook subscription app um, where I can like look up yoga videos there and just get a lot of variety. Work on different things. I wasn't doing anything really intense um, until like post six months or so. Uh, it was just like a simple vinyasa flow, no like really deep hip stretches or anything too crazy. It was just, um, no back bends. Uh, I've waited a long time to work that stuff back in. I wanted to be gentle and like work on stuff, work on things that would strengthen, do my chaturangas, do my boat poses, do, um, like I said, the bird dogs, I would include them. And yeah, just working into that yoga was really helpful. Um, really appreciated that process and what it's brought me at today. Um, today I can do deeper back bends. I've done some of the deepest back bends I've ever done in the past few months. Um, and I'm working on more stable handstands. Um, I was working on them a little bit earlier cause I, I did forearm stands and headstands through pregnancy. Um, so I kind of jumped back into them early on. I wasn't really afraid of them. I'm really comfortable being upside down and being on mine, either forearms or hands or whatever. Um, it doesn't bother me. It's not scary. So that was comfortable for me to work back into. And it's like something more exciting and intense that I could work on. Um, uh, pull-ups are a big thing. I've wanted to get better pull-ups post-pregnancy because the most I could ever do was four in a row pre-pregnancy. And that was like once it was not a normal thing for me to get that. Normally I get one or two, um, in like the year pre-pregnancy. So I wanted to work on them and I've put a lot of effort and I'm still putting a lot of effort into them. Um, now I could probably do like seven straight on a good day. Um, but my general pull-up plan was I did them with bands until I could do one good pull-up. And then, uh, I did a workouts like strength workouts with pull-ups in them. So I've kept it strict, like still to today. It's like, it's all strict movements. Well, if you know CrossFit, there's a lot of kipping. Um, but most cross good CrossFitters believe that you should be able to do the strict movement before you kip. So, uh, in the last 10 months, you know, and if you want to include the time before, but basically since I've been doing pull-ups again, I've only kipped once in 10 months. Um, just for like a fun workout, just to see how it would feel. And I could keep like, see how that worked and it worked well. Um, but otherwise I do all strict pull-ups and if, some days I use a band, some days I don't earlier on, I use bands every day. And then I would decrease the intensity of the band so that I, my, myself would be doing more of the work. And, uh, so that was really, really helpful. And it's been like a big learning process. I feel really proud of myself that I can do pull-ups because it's, it's a hard movement. It's really difficult. And, uh, especially for women, because we're bigger on our leg muscles than our arm muscles. So it's really hard uh, for us to learn them, but I'm really proud that I put in the effort to learn them and to teach my body to do such a powerful movement. Um, so I'm hoping it brings me better things in the future and that I'll be able to do more straight. So I'm going to keep working on that. And, um, all right. Another big turning point in the journey was, uh, hurting my ankle. So at, I guess, eight and a half months, uh, about that eight and a half ish months, uh, postpartum, I was hiking and I, you know, thought I was super mom. I mean, I am, but you know. I was a little too intense this day. Uh, so I went hiking with Jamie and Zena. So I was carrying Jamie on my back, had Zena on the leash. Uh, we were just doing like a relatively local hike. It's super popular. It wasn't anything like crazy. I think it was four miles. They're, you know, decent hills because this is where we live and we get some hills around here. But I like that. It's a good workout. Um, so I had done, 
essentially over three and a half miles. I had hiked up and back um, and I was within sight of the parking lot on my way back. And I just, I was wearing like sneakers. I were on the trail these days or those days. Um, And I stepped wrong on my ankle and I guess with the weight of him on my back or the unstableness, um, I popped a ligament in my outer left ankle. And yeah, this left side is just rough. I'm right side dominant and my left side is taking a hit. Um, so it popped, I heard it pop and it was pretty intense. Um, I was really worried right away because I thought like, wow, I'm hiking with a baby and a dog by myself and how am I going to get back to my car? How am I going to do anything? We had a vacation plan that we talked about in our last episode, um, that we were leaving for in like three or four days after that. I was like, how am I going to do any of this? This is crazy. So that all went through my mind, um, but somebody helped me. I made it back to my car, um, got Jamie in, got Zena in, called Chris, uh, told him what happened, came home. Uh, basically, Chris made the appointment for me to go to an orthopedic doctor to see what was wrong with my ankle because uh, he wanted to you know, have me have it handled before we went on our trip. Um, so that was probably good because I don't know if I would have gone or if I would have just sat and waited for it to feel better. But I was like hobbling around the house because I had to get Jamie in and I was hiking like in the sun. So I wanted to take a shower. Um, so I did all that and just like sat there and like, luckily Jamie was good for a while. Um, and we got things figured out, but oh my gosh, that was, that was really rough. Cause it was like an acute injury that had nothing to do with pregnancy. Um, that just like set me back. And it was, it was so frustrating, you know, obviously I couldn't run. I've, I've only run short distances since then. Um, but I can, I can walk and hike now, which is good. And yeah, so it was like a mental setback cause I really had to refocus what I was going to work on. Um, I really tried to avoid standing stuff for that time. I would do like when I would do yoga, I would just stand for a few moments and then go back down to the floor. I did a lot of core work. Uh, so it's probably good from that aspect. And now I'm working on getting the scar tissue to go away and re-strengthening to make sure my ankle will hopefully be as strong as the other one. So that was recent and that was a big turning point. But basically through all these different events that I've had since being pregnant, um, I've learned a lot about my fitness, um, talked to different professionals, uh, did a lot of research online and just looked up different exercises Turns out I didn't really need my workout plan because I was on a different schedule than it at all times based on these things that I've talked about, but also just like how I felt on any given day. I really tried to listen to my body and I still do. Um, just making sure I'm doing movements that are helpful for me and not just about being super intense on any given day because I need to be able to take care of Jamie and do other things in life, not just work out really intensely. So, uh, that's been my journey current day, 10 months postpartum. Um, the reason I made this episode is because I have been feeling really good. I've done some workouts where I felt like I could push to my max and like not have a muscle or ache that was like inhibiting me or not be worried that I was going to, you know, throw something out because it's unstable. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy right now because I'm confident in the path I'm on and, you know, I'm not at like max athletic competition status, but I've been able to like push some heavier weights. I can do box jumps. Um, something jumping jacks was something I had to work through. I used to like pee myself during jumping jacks and I had to, uh, teach my pelvic floor to strengthen up to be able to, you know, hold the pee in when I jump my legs out. Um, and then recently, I have just added jump rope back in. I tried it a couple times earlier and it just like was not working. I do like 10 regular jumps and like pee myself and that's not okay. Um, so I left it out and worked on other things instead. And just last week I added back in jump rope and I tried double unders, uh, cause they were feeling good on my ankle to jump and I can do like 
15 or so double unders and not feel like I have to pee myself. And I'm really happy about that. I didn't know how long it would take to get them back. So I've just tried to be patient and it was super cool. Like I did this, this really great workout. Um, it was, I lowered the reps from what I saw online to make sure I could do it, but it was, uh, 15 reps, 10 reps, five reps of double unders, uh, with the jump rope and then, uh, squat cleans. And so I did 105 pounds and I felt totally good. I felt like I pushed myself. Um, it was really hard, but I did it. And, uh, that was just one. I've done a few other workouts that also felt really difficult, but I was like proud that I could push through them and not have something I was worried about. Uh, so that's been so, so cool. Like it's finally feels like all the weeks and months of work I've put in and the little injuries I've gone through, like they're all somewhat minor because nothing really kept me off my feet for any more than like a few days or, you know, a week tops. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been a journey. Um, it's really interesting healing after having a baby, but it is a really cool process. And I think it's an awesome opportunity to see your body as like, starting from something more gentle and fragile and then working it up and putting that muscle on and really considering those like deep core muscles and the deeper muscle activations, making sure your joints are healthy and moving, um, making sure your body is happy to move in the way you're pushing it through, um, not feeling like you have to strain and push too far. Like, it's just been such a learning experience. And I was, I feel like I was very body aware before even looking back, but I feel like I was also really intense on myself. And now I try to like have grace and ease and it's okay if I have to do a day or even a week or so of calmer workouts where I'm not pushing heavy weight or moving fast. You know, I'm just taking long walks or moving around light weights or doing good stretches to make sure my body's healed and happy. Um, I do carry a baby around all the time, so I have to account for that as part of my physical exertion. And yeah, it's it's been a process, but I'm really proud, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. So if you're listening to this, I, I hope you enjoyed some aspect of it. It's like a little bit boring and a little bit not awesome, but it's it's a really cool process to go through, and I hope that you guys will gain some body awareness from this and pay attention. Um, in our house, we have a very body awareness level of goal. Um, so we want to make sure that we like heal our weaknesses and we attend to injuries before they become serious. Um, so that's always the goal to not push through pain when it's hurtful. You know, we only want to have things that help us grow and better. So that's my story. That's where I'm at. And I hope it just keeps getting better. Uh, We'll be back with Jamie-themed Tuming next episode. Jamie-themed Tuming, whatever. It'll be about Jamie next time. But I hope you enjoyed this. And thanks for listening. See you later, guys.